0: Welcome to The Pickup, fantasy basketball podcast with your hosts, Luis Prado and Tyler Smith. Yo, 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 everybody, and we're back. Sorry, uh, episode 12 is back in the house, but uh, it's kind of actually a redo from this morning because we had some issues with uh, the sound quality. So Luis, good evening to you, big guy. What's going on, man? I
1: I always like to talk about basketball. Today is like uh, going back for seconds
0: at the buffet for Mm -hmm. dessert. I get dessert. <laughs> I get dessert twice today. I'm so happy we get to, get to talk hoops for another hour. We actually did a full one hour podcast this morning, and the quality was not good. so here we are doing this thing again. So let's pick up where we left off this morning.
1: yeah, let's do it. Uh, I think we started off the last podcast talking about Zion because it was the last game that we watched or that I watched before heading to bed and he had he hit. 17 points within three minutes and it was crazy man four for four from the three-point line it was everything that i thought he was going to be or better than what i thought he was going to be to
0: to be honest yeah for sure oh my god i i this morning we were talking about it i was i was clowning on zion calling him cheeseburger zion and uh he, the first three quarters he looked uh you know like he was had the nerves and five turnovers and didn't like like, like he was playing great and then he started swapping three pointers in the fourth quarter and put seventeen points up in a row, so that was pretty wild to see, but man, I swear his jump shot looks like combination of Michael Red and Sean Marion just looks <laughs> looks pretty broke to me, yeah, he's holding it to the side I um, mean it's a laser beam, and there's almost no
1: arc he doesn't jump like you were saying, but mm-hmm. the thing the craziest part is is that eventually when he gets adjusted to the speed and and his body gets caught up to NBA, you know, like cause he's going to definitely shed some pounds, some fat, and he's just going to be unstoppable.
0: Dude, he is going to be unstoppable, particularly when he drops a little bit of weight and gets in game shape. He's going to be an absolute beast. So it's cool to see him, but I got to play devil's advocate and p- pick out the little things like the turnovers and the bad free throw shooting. So obviously he's a rookie, so he's got so much room to grow. Uh, I think you asked me a question this morning about, between John Morant and Zion, um, as if like you had to start a franchise Memphis versus New Orleans. Didn't you say something about that?
1: Yeah, they were talking about it. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was either, I think it was Kenny and Chuck, uh, were talking about it during a commercial break and then they brought it back up. Um, and I think it was on Monday night or for Martin Luther King day. And they were just Mm -hmm. saying like, which franchise would you prefer to have is the New Orleans Pelicans or, um or the uh Grizzlies considering they have Triple J
0: and Jo John ja Morant.
1: And it's close.
0: Yeah, no, for sure it is close. And I ended up going with Zion just because of his <clears throat> massive upside that we haven't even seen yet. But I mean there's a lot of big things to come from Zion, but I just really honestly worry about his health and the longevity that um you know he can sustain with his big body frame And you look at players like Blake Griffin dude and boy man Blake's career might be going downhill quick with all the injuries he's had yeah I mean it always comes down
1: to those athletic guys they they always end up you know losing their athleticism at some point you just got to add to your game Michael Jordan obviously lost a lot of athleticism and played well into what he'll he was like 38 you know like I don't know it's it's um uh, something that he'll get better at certain things, and he'll add to his game, and I think he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, 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 I totally agree with you. So uh, let's, before we dive into a bunch of injuries, uh, let's dive into some news. We have two trades to talk about and a couple of trade rumors, and then also the East and West All-Star starters got announced. So let's start off with a couple of trades. There was Jeff Teague that went from... Um, the Timberwolves to Atlanta and you have Trevor Reza and Kent Bazemore who switched places, Sacramento and Portland and Trevor Reza is actually playing right now. So what do you think about those two trades? Well, for the, just to get the one that doesn't really matter,
1: uh, like has very many fantasy implications is that Atlanta uh, T going to Atlanta. I, uh, the only fantasy implications that that happened, uh, I think are on the Timberwolves side. I think that Shabazz Napier is obviously set in stone. Point guard now and Culver is your set in stone, too, um, which both should probably be picked up and owned, uh, especially Shabazz Napier if you needed assist.
0: I really like Shabazz, and someone in our league grabbed him. I owned him for a little bit. I think Shabazz is definitely a priority ad with that news going down. And Shabazz should continue doing pretty well throughout the season as long as he can stay pretty efficient, which we've seen recently. But yeah, I agree with you, the, the Teague and Crab news. There's not not a whole lot of stuff going on with those two dudes. But I do like Trevor Rees in Portland, and you see what he's doing tonight, right? Yeah, so I haven't it ended, or the third quarter ended,
1: and then we hopped on and started doing the podcast. So at the end of the third quarter, he had 20 points and four threes. I don't know if he's added on to that. Um, but I think when we when we hit, go over the games, we should go over tonight's games as well. So. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, Andre Drummond's got some trade rumors happening. What's the latest on Drummond? Uh, they said that the Mavs are going to pursue him. I think that's such a good spot
1: uh, with uh, Porzingis being uh, an outside guy. Then Drummond could just sit down low and eat and grab all the boards. He's an incredible offensive rebounder with having two seven footers there. They would be legit. They're already what you said fifth in the east or in the west. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this I think would push them into if they were to land Drummond, I think it would push them into uh home field advantage for the or home court advantage for the uh playoffs or at least you know the first one.
0: For sure. Yeah. Drummond, KP, and you got Luka. Yeah, this is three studs. So that'd be pretty damn big if they were able to land someone like Andre Drummond. I'm surprised Drummond's not a starter in the All Star game. I think that they got that wrong. And in fact, in the East, they listed their All Stars as Kemba, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. I think Giannis uh, at the three, Drummond at the five, Embiid at the four. And what do you think about Trey and Kemba? Uh,
1: I. You know what? I think Trey deserves it. it. I think I don't know how you're third in the uh, assist leading. I think he's like third or fourth in assist in the league with the team that he has. Um, to be able mm-hmm. to get that many assists, he, he has a lot of weight on his shoulders. I think I think he deserves it. So. Um, yeah. As, yeah. For Kimba, I, right. as for Kimba, there's not very yeah, there's not very many more people. Who else would you want as a guard um, out of the East that you would put in for Kimba and instead? Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry? Yeah, but they're considering uh, Butler as a forward.
0: Yeah. So like you're right. The there's probably balance. not a lot of... Yeah. Kyrie. Like, but Kyrie's a bum.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kyrie hasn't played enough, I think, obviously, and Kimba has, so... Um, I think mm-hmm. they got at least those guard the guards right.
0: Yeah, and Pascal Siakam obviously is having a crazy good year, so I can see why he got the starting bid with Toronto doing so well. And then in the West, you have Luka, Harden, Braun, AD, and Kawhi. I think they got that right. Yeah, absolutely. If That's easy.
1: If, yeah, if this game was going to be taken
0: seriously, that squad would just demolish. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man uh sweet let's dive right into injuries what do you want to start off with there's actually quite a bit of injuries to talk about but what do you want to start with
1: uh let's go in chronological order um and at least that's the way i have it in my notes here and steven adams is the latest one um and the reason i want to bring him up is just because Orleans snowell as of this morning was at like 48 49 owned and with him it just seems like those injuries that he's getting seem to be piling on and you want to hold on to New Orleans Noel or go get him if uh, if he's available.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. I made a comment earlier that early in the season, I said if Steven Adams were to get traded or go down with a serious injury, that New Orleans Noel can actually be a difference maker and win you fantasy championships. If he can play big minutes, he's got early round value. Um, so yeah, totally agree with you, but we'll see. I mean, Steven Adams may still get traded, but sounds like he's pretty banged up right now.
1: Yeah, I think it, it moved into questionable, but or his status moved in from I think doubtful or out from the you know last game, previous game to to questionable. So he's heading in the right direction. But in either case, there is just so many injuries that are piling up that you just want. He's already ownable with Steven Adams on the squad or Agreed. active, so you might as well mm-hmm. grab him. And and, uh, and when we get to the uh, Oklahoma game, I think he was seven for ten from the field with like two steals or two blocks and. You know, some, it's something. Three defensive stats. It's yeah. You want. He had a
0: great game, and I'm bummed that I dropped him because I I had to drop him because he had an ankle injury and was out for about seven games. I didn't know he was going to be out for seven games, but I dropped him early before that was announced. Uh, we talked about this earlier this morning, but we there's a lot going on in Denver right now. Um, you have Paul Millsap, no timeline for return. You have. Jamal Murray, no timeline for return. Gary Harris is a growing injury who's probably coming back relatively soon. And you got Michael Porter Jr., who his back tightened up on him before the game during warmups. And that's really alarming news for me. I don't want to overreact, but the guy has literally a foot drop because he's got an L4 nerve root injury and it's it's kind of scary if he's getting some back issues so i'm hopeful that he doesn't because we talked about him in the waiver wire section and he was a huge pickup at this point just because of how amazing he looks on the court
1: yeah on top of that with everybody being injured he should obviously be owned but i read up in, on it and so he had so the reason he missed all of last year was for his lower back they say that this is his upper back so it's not exactly the same injury albeit it's still it's you know mm-hmm. you don't you don't want it's still the same uh, technically you know it's still the back so you you mm-hmm. don't want somebody getting injured for something that they missed for um yeah, yeah. entire year, but the silver lining it's not the same part,
0: yeah yeah, agreed okay well that's good news i I wasn't actually sure of that I figured it probably was his lower back that tightened up on him, so hopefully they're accurate with their reporting <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, my questions for you is number 1 is Paul Millsap a drop at this point. Number 2 is Jeremy Grant a must add and number 3 you have to hold on to Jamal Murray. Yeah, so I'll get the
1: easy one out of the way. Obviously, you hold on to Jamal Murray no matter if you have an IR spot or not. Now, when it comes to Paul Millsap, I and I had him. I actually have him in two out of my three leagues uh, on the two that I have them. I have IR spot, so I just stuck them in in the IR. Um, you can try and hold on uh, if you don't have an IR spot. But is he putting up good enough value? Was he putting up good enough value to hang on to him? I, and I think for so. Going off a of Yahoo, I never went into Basketball Monster and actually scoped it out, but going off a of Yahoo ranking, he was in the right in the hundred range when he was playing. So yes, I mean, I think he, I think he was somewhat valuable, but if without knowing how long he's going to be out, there's, uh, you know, if there's a hot pickup, I think you have to go ahead and grab him.
0: Hmm. Cool. I definitely agree. Uh, awesome. Uh, C.J. McCollum didn't play tonight. Trey Young is questionable for tomorrow. Who already missed a game. Hopefully, those guys are back soon. Do you have anything to say about those two fantasy players? Well. Trey young seems to be like
1: a warrior. So I don't, I'm not too worried about him when he had that hot, that nasty ankle roll at the beginning of the season, he only missed two games, I think. So Mm -hmm. whatever this one is, whatever he's dealing with now, I'm sure he'll, he'll battle through it. Um, and with CJ, it looked like he was just about back, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I remember seeing him on the bench right now while I was watching the game. But if he's up on his feet on it, and you know, n- no crutches, no, no anything, I think he should be fine coming back here soon, anytime.
0: Yeah, and another player who looks like he may be coming back soon, um, Rakan or Rashawn Holmes. Who you guys keep correcting me on? Uh, I swear it's I swear it's Rakan. Anyways, uh, he's out with a shoulder injury. So Rashawn Holmes, is he coming back anytime soon?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they said two to three weeks was an evaluation, so it's just kind of like. Uh, i would put the time i would if i owned him i would think it'd be closer to three if the evaluation is two to three so mm-hmm. we're already what a week into that so maybe another couple of weeks uh mm-hmm. le- like we said in the previous podcast you probably picked him up for nothing so it's not like you uh, you're probably high in your standings if you picked him up considering the crazy amount of value that he's put up all the way up until he got injured
0: yeah, and he'll once he gets healthy, he'll slide right back into the starting center role, and then hopefully Marvin Bagley gets healthy again because he's been out for a couple of games with uh, his foot injury as well. Uh, one player we didn't mention already which, which had some serious implications, probably maybe even that Drummond trade, was Dwight Powell went down with a full ruptured Achilles. And we talk about coming back from ruptured Achilles, man. That's a serious injury. You actually could see the video when he – made his move and he planted off his foot. You could see kind of that shotgun approach of that Achilles tendon actually snapping off the bone and retracting up the leg, just like kind of similar to what happened with Katie. So that sucks, but um, there's some fantasy implications with Dwight Powell. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Maxi Clever
1: obviously is, I think, a must add at this point. They do uh we did mention in the podcast this morning that they are looking at or they have talked to to joe kim noah and joe kim noah every time he lands on a team kind of the almost the exact same scenario as now they just need a big guy to go in relieve everybody he always seems to carve out at least 10 to 15 minutes so uh but at the Mm -hmm. moment yeah at the moment maxi Kleber, it's uh as for Dwight Powell, it's just I couldn't even imagine that happening to me considering we both play basketball at least I play at least three, four times a week. Um, if that were to happen to me, I don't even know what I would do.
0: Oh, dude, it'd be so grueling coming back from it. But it'd be a, kind of a fun challenge to have to, you know, go through that adversity of that type of a rehab. I think it's pretty fun to experience something like that just because it really solidifies kind of who you are and how determined you are to get back. But I think the fantasy implications in Dallas, uh, Maxi Kleber is obviously the big beneficiary here. But uh, Seth Curry started tonight. He's got 16 points in the fourth quarter. of The game's almost over. But Seth Curry started, played 25 minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith has eleven points, ten boards, a steal, and two blocks, and um, he's hit three pointers, three three pointers. So there's three players in uh, Dallas that that could potentially be beneficiaries from Dwight Powell situation. Granted, they might make a trade at some point. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a group effort
1: to you know man that five spot i have always been a fan of dfs and Mm -hmm. i mean dorian finney smith i'm not the 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 gambling dfs is not allowed in the state of washington i wish it was but (laughs) um no dorian finney smith is a guy that can legit average one steal one block and one three um it's a guy that i'm gonna look at by tonight i'll seriously consider it and so it's good to see that he's playing well or keeping up playing well
0: yeah and uh, tim hardaway jr didn't have a great game tonight but he's been playing pretty decent basketball lately and i mean he's kind of a three and d guy i mean not three and d guy but he's usually a three-point shooter and point scorer. so that's what you're going to get in value out of him
1: yeah he's so we'll see what my, happens in dallas things will kind of shake because...
0: out yep, yeah for yep. sure for sure Uh, Paul George got ruled out 24 hours in advance before tomorrow's game, so that's not great news for his hamstring injury. And then we have another player. Did we mention Josh Richardson yet? No, not yet. Uh, So Josh Richardson's already been ruled out for two or three weeks, so that's tough to see on the Sixers' end. And then we don't know when Paul George is going to be back.
1: Yeah, so, I mean – to start off with one and the paul george one it just to me it seems like they're taking every single injury no matter what even patrick beverly i think his wasn't as serious as you know and they just took him out so this whole paul george getting ruled out 24 hours ahead do you think it'll last all the way to the all-star break
0: man dude it might poor diesel dude diesel had kyrie went down and now kyrie, and now paul george um yeah it could be a while we sh- we certainly could be talking two weeks or so is that isn't that how far away the all star break is i'm not sure when is all star break isn't it like the sec- second the second weekend in february yeah i
1: think it's in like two weeks just because yeah I, i'm pretty yeah. sure it's in two weeks cuz there's when i look at the s- uh, schedule grid there's mm-hmm. those like where everybody's playing two games i think that's the Um, there's like two weeks in a row where everybody Mm -hmm. plays twice and then those that week essentially gets combined into one week for fantasy purposes and i think oh you're right and i think that's coming up here in like two weeks
0: yeah speaking of that we're in this is our 12th episode but we're in week 14 of the fantasy season if i'm saying it correctly we have 15 16 17 18 19 20 we have six more regular season weeks and then the playoffs start. So we're getting pretty dang far into fantasy season. If you have a player like Josh Richardson, who's now been ruled out for, let's say it is three weeks and there's only six regular season weeks and you're fighting for a, a playoff spot in fantasy leagues. Do you consider cutting ties with Josh Richardson to make the playoffs or do you hold on to him and hope that you can stay in contention? Well, at this moment, my gut,
1: so do we, I, we just got done saying, uh, so there's going to be one week that's coming up that's actually so fan, for fantasy it'll be one week but it'll in actual real time it'll actually be two weeks which is the all-star break so technically you're looking at it as in six pre or six regular season weeks but there's actually seven so mm-hmm. uh, i think you can hold on to Josh Richardson because it's coming up you know so the i think yeah. he'll be back by all-star break so um, in most cases, you probably don't want to drop them. I mean, and like I said, like yeah. we keep saying, most of these leagues actually have IR spots, so.
0: Yeah, it's, I think next year we definitely need to add an IR spot into our league. I think that's a big change that we're, we've been talking about making because that will definitely switch things up. Cause there are players that get dropped during the regular season, like a Wendell Carter Jr. and, you know, some other big names and you have to go pick them up, like even Victor Oladipo. So that, that'll make some, some big differences. And speaking of Wendell Carter Jr., um, he should be back here pretty soon as well as there's been some information that's been dropped on Nurk. What do you think about those guys? Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I think Wendell Carter Jr. is obviously, I think, better pickup than um, a Nurk. There is nobody ahead of him. Like, they're swapping out centers at halftime for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And um, in Portland, uh, I mean, Hassan Whiteside uh, is manning that position very, very well. So, And they're going to bring back Nurk. Very slowly, probably won't play back to backs. So Wendell, bro, for sure. <laughs> Nurk alert! Pew, pew, yeah, pew. I know, man. I can't <laughs> wait. I like, it's, like. I think we said or this morning. I think Portland's gonna make a trade here some at some point. So I'm, I'm excited.
0: Dude, crazy! I love Nurk. He's a beast, man. I'm excited for him to come back, and for Portland's sake, they need him. Uh, and vi- uh, additional players that are coming back soon. Victor Oladipo may be making his return next week, dude. Is that happening? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, I
1: think it's. I think they set a hard date like that because if they needed to, I think he could play like today, you know. But they're mm-hmm. obviously going to ease him in. And so setting that hard date so far ahead is, I think, good news for him to actually play on that date.
0: Yeah. D- does Victor Oladipo coming back hurt any players in Indiana?
1: I think it's gonna be a while until it actually hurts him severely. If it ends up hurting someone, um, Lamb's already playing like poop, anyways. So, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Slam, and uh, but TJ might you know lose a couple of shots. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Turner doesn't technically need shots to be valuable, but he's still not being valuable, anyways. Um, anyways, yeah, no, I think I, I think it's gonna say relatively the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Did uh, Alex Caruso get snubbed, not making the starting lineup in the All Star game?
1: God, you this is I
0: hate Laker fans. <laughs> I hate Laker fans. It's insane, man dude i think we need to trade kuzma i think kuzma needs to go and here's why um there's been some rumors about zach levine there's been some rumors about Devin booker dude if we could slide one of those buddies into the starting lineup it'd be championship ring time but i saw a funny post on twitter uh, the other day it was basically something that was talking about um kyle kuzma his stat line for the night and it was like two perfect Instagram pictures, two for two. And it was like 0 for, so- 0 for 7 from the field. And it was like two for two on perfect tweets and 0 for two from the free throw line with like a splash emoji. And it was just cracking me up because they're just clowning on Kyle my hella hard. Yeah, man. God, Laker fans. I just
1: can't stand him sometimes, man. But uh, the truth shall set you free just to wait till the playoffs start. And they <laughs> I'm get a LeBron that, like, fan. Yeah, wait until they get to the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference <laughs> for them, or the finals. It's going to be – you guys are going to get hit with reality to, real fast.
0: Time to go up. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both have a couple injuries happening in Boston. Uh, Tatum got an MRI today. Do we have any news on Tatum? I don't believe they've released anything quite
1: just yet. My gut tells mm-hmm. me he's probably going to miss a couple games.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, shoot, that sucks And what about uh, Jalen Brown? He sat last game with an ankle injury, right?
1: I don't know if it was an ankle, but yeah, I I mean It doesn't seem to me that it seems to be serious You know, what what have you heard? Yeah,
0: I've heard kind of, you know, pretty slim news on him I'm sure that he'll be out at some point He'll come back here pretty quick, but does it sound like he's going to be out very long? Yeah, well, that's good, yeah Hmm, and I just saw some news that Jamal Murray's out indefinitely. So that just kind of confirms what we were talking about—that there's just foreseeable future he's going to be out. So damn, that blows. I hate when that happens because you just have to try and kind of continue chipping away, at trying to get categories without one of your top four or five players. Yeah, the the injury itself looked very
1: pretty bad, and I went to go grab Monte Morris, and I probably should have held on because he had a good game uh, yesterday. Or, uh, yeah, the, oh, did he? I didn't. I don't even see it. I think when we went to go talk about it, or when we get to the games, if we ever do, <laughs> when, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. But it looked like he had it. Finally, put together a good game out of because he's played three games. Jamal Murray's yeah. been out for three games, and this has been his only good game was mm-hmm. last night. So, gotcha.
0: Cool. Any uh, other injuries that you want to talk about? I'm just going to reel these off. Kat
1: finally came back. Uh, Fred Van Fleet came back, which I think the Toronto Raptors are almost at full. You know, their entire mm-hmm. roster is almost fully back. Mike Conley came back. AD came back. Uh, Chris Ophursingas came back. So there's like five guys that probably got picked um, in the early to mid-round uh area and they're all back. So I don't think yeah. I have very many of those guys, but for anybody that's listening that does, it's great news for them.
0: Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Toronto's getting back. flood Van Fleet had a hell of a game. Uh, he's stud. We already know that he's going to be put up early round value going forward. So that's awesome news for those owners. Uh, Marcus Saul also came back. Who's had three pretty good games in a row and Toronto's looking awesome and healthy. Mike Conley's back three games in a row off the bench, not, playing big minutes right now they're kind of easing them back in but i think that i even told you this earlier i think mike conley is better off the bench in utah than in the starting lineup just because of their chemistry with joe ingles and mike conley getting thrown in there just throws off their rhythm but you made a comment about his salary yeah
1: he's if he does come off the bench for the rest of the year he has got to be the highest paid six man of all time in the 40 million dollar range so yep that's I'm a like, lot of
0: money bro to come yeah, off the bench
1: <laughs> for sure i just got an update for the mavs and they beat the blazers and lillard dropped 47 8 and 6 and he dropped 61 on monday so he is kill i'm playing against him he is a me man and
0: that's right yeah dame holy shit dude 61 then 47 dog yeah. it's dame well, dame dollar time right so- now <laughs> yeah, cool man let's dive into waiver wires we got lots to talk points. about yeah all right yeah let's let's dive it let's do it uh start us off with your top three waiver wires for uh this this week coming up
1: uh okay i actually crossed them off when i was going this morning as we were talking so i gotta take a little closer look here um <laughs> uh, how about you start us off with your first three because cool. um I got it for sure. I
0: I, it. I I talked about this morning. I think that Michael Porter jr. Is easily than the, the number one waiver wire grab this week. And if you haven't picked him up already, he's probably already gone just because of how insane his games have been. He's had some ridiculous stat lines, so he's playing incredibly well. And that's the type of player I look for on the, fa- on the waiver wires guys that have untapped potential and could put up crazy stat lines. And then talked about Maxi Kleber earlier. I think he's a grab. Um, My number three was Jeremy Grant, who's probably already owned at this point because of the Paul Millsap news. Uh, We talked about how crazy of a steal Norman Powell was off the waiver wire. And then um, at four, I had Trevor Reza who, boom, look at him tonight. Wow, killing.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I have mine are very, very similar. My number one was actually... I would obviously still be Michael Porter Jr., but he's, like, almost at 60%. So I I didn't include him in my list. Uh, But if he's available, obviously number one. Um, uh, My actual number one that's under 50% is Maxi Cleaver. He's probably, after tonight, going to go over 50. Um, I don't know. uh, And tonight, just to reel it off while we have it here, uh, tonight he had, he was 6 for 9 from the field goal from the from the field two threes three blocks 15 points that's spectacular somebody that you want um so that's why he's my number one Uh, my number two it would be i had trevor ariza as my number two and to reel his line off because they played against each other tonight he had seven for 11 from the field four threes seven rebounds two assists two steals one turnover 21 points that's killer killer yeah, it's almost killer. It's almost like – so with uh, Dallas, they might actually end up getting – so he's – Max Kleber only played 23 minutes, and I'm almost positive Trevor Ariza is going to play more than that because he played 36 tonight. So he might actually jump. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. He might be playing that amount of minutes for the rest of the year.
0: Man, I – Yeah, Ariza, they need bodies. So we'll see if his production goes down when CJ McCollum comes back, but it doesn't sound like his minutes are changing at all. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Going off that, we talked about Nerland's Noel. If he's still on waiver wires, he needs to be grabbed. He was high on my list as well. And I have kind of what we talked about Shabazz Napier at at five. And then my number six actually right now is Rui Hachimura. And I'm going to sell everybody on Rui right now. And here's why I have him on my list. Even though he's not back yet, he's coming back really soon. He's a rookie. They're going to give him all the time that he wants in Washington going forward after the all-star break. And He's got to continue to develop defensively, and when his defensive stats come, he's already polished on the offensive end. He's super efficient, and he's smart with the basketball. So if he chips in a block and a steal a game, his fantasy value is going to skyrocket. So I think Rui still has some potential that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and
1: and he is owned in 44% of leagues while he's been injured. So, I mean, once he actually steps foot on the court, I think it'll... I mean, it's going to jump to fifty over 50%. So if you like, because I agree with everything that you just said, it's only takes, it, it just, it's almost like it always clicks. At some point, it clicks with players, you know, younger players, rookies, sophomores, and they just start putting together these defensive stats. They start, like you said this morning, start reading defensive or offenses better and um, they start getting those steals and those blocks. So if that were to happen before going into our fantasy playoffs, it would, you mean, it would be a huge boost to, you know, to your team. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I uh, there's one player I asked you about this morning. I talked about Larry Nance. I said, man, I am not a huge Larry Nance fan. um, And I actually try to avoid him. But if Kevin Love got traded, Larry Nance would slide in the starting lineup and he'd do well. And he's been floating around waiver wires. He got swooped up in our league today. Did you see his game that he had tonight? He had like 22 and 12.
1: Yeah, he had a really good game today. And when we were talking about it this morning, I said if he put together, uh, I said three or I said four at first. And I was like, no. So if he puts together three good games, I would swoop him up. Well, he had already put one up prior to tonight. And today was two. Um, but our our league is so competitive that's pretty much all it takes is two good games in a row. Uh, And and I can see why with his reputation in the past. He's been a mid-rounder. He's a steel specialist, and if you're in a really competitive league like ours, you'll need to swoop up these guys as soon as they start putting together these good games. So if he's available in your league to our listeners um, and you have a dead spot, go ahead and pick him up
0: hmm Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, Christian Wood and Eric Pascal, those are two guys that we talked about. Um, do you know what percentage those two are owned?
1: Yeah, Eric Pascal's at forty three percent and Christian Wood actually dropped to thirty. Obviously, these are all from this morning when we talked uh earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. So they probably jumped up a little bit, but Christian Wood had a killer game. He did not I think he did not miss from the field is uh, and I think we'll we'll get to it, but he had a killer game um last night, um on Wednesday night, and so if he's available, which he yeah. should be in seven out of ten leagues, yeah. so
0: yeah, he's actually owned in our league, and the fantasy manager that owns him, the Moose Knuckle, actually is very patient owner, and he sticks with players through their worst times, and bless his soul, because I am not that patient, but it may pay off for him with Christian wood. If he continues to hold. Yeah.
1: Rotor world seems to think that, think that as well. I actually uh, do th- think that as w- as, as well, um, they have to unleash him at some point. They're going to be, did they, they ended up winning last night, I believe, right. They played the Kings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they ended up beating them, but at, at some point they're just going to end up bringing in their young guys. So, um, yeah if you if you're patient you can hold them go ahead and grab them
0: yeah speaking of detroit uh reggie jackson made his return to the lineup yesterday and didn't play huge minutes but had a really really good game i cannot believe that reggie jackson got picked up in our league after one game but there he goes dude flew off the waiver wire just like that yeah and he that's he did his whole entire damage in like
1: 19 minutes now in the past, he has averaged about 16 points and a game and still not produced enough value to be rostered or just like right at the 13th round. So it's just a guy that is hurting you in other, hurting you too much in other places, dragging down his value. But if he were to do what he did yesterday on a continued, you know, continued basis from here on out, he's worth the gamble as well.
0: Mm hmm. Yep. So I have four really good three point shooters that I'm going to rattle off to you. And I want you to, to rate them one through four on players that you would like to have on your team. And they're all decent fantasy players. You got have Terrence Ross, Eric Gordon, Tyler hero and Mikhail bridges. All right. Yeah. And,
1: um, the first one, that he would obviously make this list that we're talking about, but he's over 50%. And we've been saying it over and over and over. Go add Terrence Ross. He's at, he's in the past been a mid rounder. He hit six threes, I think last night. Um, And so for me, that'd be number one. And surprisingly, uh, out of those guys that are left, I would take Mikael Bridges. Number two, that has to do a lot with the fact that he's young. He's, a steel specialist and if he were to ever he seems to play better when he gets into the starting lineup and um but he's still playing somewhere in the 30 minutes a game he had a bad game last night but uh, he'd be number two um number three would be uh who what was uh eric, uh, eric gordon tyler hero Okay, yeah, Eric Gordon, um, because in the past he's also shown that he's a mid-rounder, and, and there's just too many people on the heat uh, mm-hmm. for for Tyler Hero to be above those three guys that you named. What about your order? What's what's your uh, order on those yeah. four? I,
0: I, I like Eric Gordon because he hit six threes the other night, and I like that no one else as far as role players on the Rockets are playing well. So Eric Gordon's pretty well right now, but I actually – man my favorite player on that list I just named off to you is Mikhail Bridges if you can be patient with him um, later in the season I think they'll have more reasons to put him into the starting lineup but he had a game the other night where he played 40 minutes because Kelly Oubre was out and he was 10 for 13 from the field hit six three-pointers 26 points two steals two blocks three rebounds zero turnovers and in the past, he's shown games where he can put up three and four steals on a night. So he's a huge steal specialist, but I've always been really big on Mikhail Bridges. So, I, I yeah, I put him Mikhail, Terrence Ross, Eric Gordon, and uh, Tyler Hero. And then another three-point shooter that we haven't talked about, but we've talked about in the past, is uh, Dylan Brooks.
1: Yeah, um, he had it pretty bad game yesterday but to be completely fair everybody on that team had a bad game um, mm-hmm. so, um another guy that's also i think in that three-point specialist is svi uh my
0: oh yeah shout out triple b giving us the the name drop hey, yes yeah, i i actually dropped him on the last podcast so i like the fact that a guy in our league picked up Svi. he's in the starting lineup now dude and he is a really good three-point shooter with josh richardson news another three-point special is that cork guy for the 76ers dude cork can light it up from three-point line almost averaging what close to four a game
1: yeah so for the past three previous five games while josh richardson has been playing um he's just shy of four threes a game so i i would assume that he's starting and with and also gaining minutes that Josh Richardson's going to leave on the table. And so more than likely, he'll probably be sitting right around four threes a game. The only downside is he doesn't really do much, but other than that, but four, po- four threes a game is enough to be owned. If that's what he's going to be hitting every game, every single game. Yeah. If,
0: If that's what your team needs, and um, and you're gonna get four three pointers out of him, I mean, he plays three games next week, and they play four games the week after. So in the next two weeks, you'd get seven games out of Cork Maz. And if he's averaging four threes a game, dude, he could easily win you that category for the week.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. all these guys um, are also under fifty percent. So there's a lot of three point shooters that you uh, that. Mm -hmm. If threes is something that you need, there's all those, what, five that we just named? We just named five. There's uh, plenty. Or, or six, maybe.
0: Yeah. Any other waiver wires that are good to mention for this week?
1: Uh, yeah, let, I mean, we already mentioned DFS because of what he did tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Derek White is having a really good uh, six games. I think he's... Yeah, so he's had six good games in a row now uh when I was looking at his game log. So that's another guy you might want to, you know, take a look at. Um mm-hmm. there's some three uh assist specialists in Alfred Payton. So if you're looking for uh assist, uh Napier and, Elf. Yeah, Elf Alfred Payton's doing good with assists, so yeah. Um other than that, um oh yeah, Monte Morris. Like I, I think we're gonna There's another out. guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mentioned before today's game that maybe Boban would get more minutes. Dude, Boban didn't even get off the bench tonight. That's insane. Why isn't Boban getting 20 a night?
1: Yeah, I don't know what his deal... Or why he, He's a DNPCD all the time. He seems to me that every time he... I watch a game and he's playing. He literally gets finger rolls at the bucket without jumping. So,
0: <laughs> dude, freaking uh, Jalen Brunson back in the rotation, man. He played 17 minutes tonight and had 17 points. What the hell is up with that guy? Yeah. That, uh, I mean,
1: I, like I said, I think it must be a committee thing. Like everybody's just throwing
0: in a little bit here and there. Steezy DC didn't even know he was from Villanova he doesn't know he doesn't know enough, <laughs> he doesn't he, know he, enough. <laughs> yeah we
1: might have him on the
0: podcast as a as a guest <laughs> dude it'd be fun to have steezy on for on the podcast for a little bit of steezy juice yeah yeah we'll
1: have to start bringing some of our managers on here here once in a while <laughs> yes.
0: who do you think would make the best guest appearance out of anyone in our fantasy league oh man um you know what who's who's this is gonna
1: surprise you but uh cayman is always real witty man (laughs) yeah (laughs) christopher cayman on the mic (laughs) (laughs) there was a comment that uh i think where there's two other managers that were arguing about something and then one person goes those that's apples to oranges and chris uh cayman jumps in and he goes he goes, he am so hungry, he ate the apples and oranges in the conversation. I was like, that's pretty <laughs> good. <dude."
0: laughs> yeah, that's hella funny.
1: That's I like that.
0: Yeah. So for sure. think he'd be pretty cool. fun to have. He'd be pretty cool to talk to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, cool. Let's roll into games from last night. Uh, let's try and just hit them quick and we'll roll into some. Do you want to start with tonight's games?
1: Dude, I think well, we have 18 minutes. Um, we can mm-hmm. go over a, a little bit. We could we could hit these into some depth. So, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. Which one did you want to start off with?
0: Uh, let's just start from the top. So you got Sacramento that played the Pistons last night, um, and the Pistons demolished them. Sacramento's been depleted with injuries, so we know that they didn't have Marvin Bagley and they didn't have Rickon Holmes. And so, um, gosh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> and then on top of it, you have detroit who's missing some of their players too
1: uh yeah it's the commentators are talking about how disappointed they are in sacramento considering the fact that they almost made the playoffs last year and now they're obviously way out of the playoffs um and with both teams being depleted they were pretty upset um to get into actual um players here do you think i want to ask you a question do you have you kept an eye on Buddy Heald at all? It looks to me like he is having a down year because he used to be a guy that hit a lot of threes, but his field goal percentage was high com- comparable to like other guards.
0: Yeah, no, I have actually kept my eye on Buddy Heald, and he's typically... Uh, been projected to be like top three, four rounds. And he's actually sneaking into like the later five and six rounds. And I, I think the big reason why is because his field goal percentage is at like 41%. And then he's down a little bit on his defensive stats and he's upped his turnovers to 2.6 per game. So I think he's had to carry a little bit more on his shoulders this year with some of the injuries to like De'Aaron Fox and stuff. So yeah, I, I have definitely kept my eye on, but he healed a little bit. Yeah, it's, so it's it's down.
1: At least I not. It's not just me. I think he is down all around. Um, another mm. person that we forgot to bring up is Bogey from the Kings. Came back. He had 19 points last night. Um, oh yeah, Fox, yeah. Fox had a good game. He just missed four free throws. Um, and for some reason, if Bielita is available out there, um, go ahead and grab him. He is killing, man.
0: Hmm. Deck Rose slid into the starting. Point guard slot, and he put up a killer game. And then you got Sacramento losing to Christian Wood and Reggie Jackson. Good job, guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: another thing for the Pistons is Dembouyu, or Dem- yeah, Demboyu, uh finally got demoted. Uh, he's not in the starting lineup anymore. He looks like a drop candidate. He was somebody that was pretty exciting. Uh, we've had we named so many people off the waiver wire just a second ago that I think I'm a little more excited about everybody else.
0: Hmm. The next game, the Thunder played the Magic with a 1 1 20 I said earlier today that I'm so disappointed that I let Shea Gilgis Alexander go off my team. That is the one thing I've messed up on this year because he's absolutely murdering it in the third round right now.
1: Yeah, he put up the, what was those three blocks and those three steals in this game alone is just nuts. You know, mm-hmm. it's just something that you don't get from every single guard. The fact that he did. Three blocks and 12 rebounds. I knew
0: it was coming. I knew it was coming, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. So
1: pissed. Yeah, and the trade, if Mike Conley would have been out for a month and eventually turned it around, I think, man, it's so hard to tell. Um, Mm -hmm. But but yeah, um, another guy to bring up is uh, Dennis at 31 points per game. Like, he's got to be considered – one of the top six men of the year. Um, He had nine assists as well on top of those 31 points. He is, I mean, and he's averaging 18 something a game. He's killing, man.
0: For sure. Yeah, the Raptors played the Sixers for the next game and they won 107 to 95. You didn't have a couple of players for the 76ers, so you just got the Ben Simmons show. And then Toronto's got a fully healthy lineup, so that's kind of what I expected. Only big takeaway you mentioned this morning was no one scored off the bench for Toronto besides Ibaka and Powell. yeah, um it
1: so I was watching that game, and Fred Van Fleet was on fire right at the end of the game, kept him in or kept kept the seventy sixers out of it by hitting three after three. um he looks to be like the real deal left right where he left off before he got injured. Um the only other thing I wanted to bring up was that crazy stat line from Ben Simmons on MLK Day. Uh do you have do you remember what it was? It was like five steals and like two blocks and
0: it was 12, insane.
1: 12 for 14 from the field and like triple double, right?
0: Yeah, 34 12 12 and five steals. <sighs>
1: Holy crap, man. And I was saying this so morning. Pissed.
0: Like, yeah, that'd be the best
1: starting that'd be the best monday present i've ever had <laughs> like that's
0: I'd, I'd be so pissed if i was playing against him dude holy shit yeah he had a game. <laughs> moving forward we have the hawks beat the clippers clippers depleted they lost 102 to 95 they didn't have like three of their best players so i didn't Really think anything in this game, but John Collins put up a huge stat line: thirty-three points, sixteen rebounds, two assists, three steals, a block, three three-pointers. Had really good percentages. So damn, John Collins might be doing oh. his thing going forward this year. Yeah, it's it's
1: good to see Trey has some help because, I mean, there's Herder or Kevin Hoiter is. Was in like that mid-round value. It looks like he seems to be cooling down. Hunter had two good games. And I was really looking forward to this third one last night. And he just kind of flopped a little bit. So um, Cam Reddish seems to be actually really intriguing. Somebody that I like to store in the back of my head for next uh, next year. Somebody that I keep my eye on. Um
0: yeah, I'm a big DeAndre Hunter fan. I think that he's got so much fantasy upside to come in years, but it just doesn't look like he's fully ready to get the job done this year. But he's someone I'm going to continue keeping my eye on for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, for sure. The only thing I want to add on the Clippers side is that Zubac had 11-6 and six in just 15 minutes. I don't know what it is that they don't play him. There must be something that he just does. Maybe he doesn't play... Good enough defense to be, you know, stay in the game for longer. But eleven and six in fifteen minutes is really good. So I wish he'd get mm-hmm. more playing time.
0: Yeah, I think that the Clippers uh, made a public announcement that they were looking for a new starting center, and I heard Aaron Baines rumors maybe going to L.A. But they must not be all in with Zubok and they must be legitimately looking for someone to take his spot
1: yeah I I saw those rumors too they said that the Suns aren't really looking to deal Baines I I mean that's what you have to say if you are the Suns so um but yeah I mean it's crazy if the Clippers could add a better starting center they're gonna be really tough
0: Mm mm-hmm Cool. Yeah. Going forward, the Celtics uh, and Grizzlies played. Celtics demolished the Grizzlies. No one really had a good game. We talked about that earlier. Any takeaways from Boston?
1: Yeah. Um, another guy that we didn't talk about both times on the waiver wire is Daniel Thigh- I, um Size. He had a killer line in just 19 minutes, and over the past two weeks, he's actually early round, early fourth round value. Um he got picked up in our main league today. Uh it, it's just another guy that if you uh are trying to be sneaky, is a guy that you can keep your eye on. If he ever actually gets into the thirties, he will be I think a mid round value day a game in, game out.
0: Daniel thighs, huh? Yeah, I saw that Ennis Canner. Something happened with Ennis Canner. Didn't he get hurt tonight or something?
1: He got. He was ruled out today. I don't know. It must have happened in the game before.
0: Mm, okay. So yeah, there you go. More minutes for Daniel Thies. So wow, I never would have guessed Daniel Thies would be producing fantasy value.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's it's crazy. I mean, if you if uh, if we went to our league and you typed in all or you went to all the free agents and just went to the. Uh, Average ranking for the past two weeks. He was the top guy available.
0: Um, in, That's crazy. In our, in our free agent pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big game going down for the Wizards and Heat in overtime. Huge scoring game, 134 to 129. The Heat won. We've talked about it over and over how crazy Eric Spoelstra's lineups are, dude. He plays like 10, 12, he plays like 10, 11 guys a night.
1: Yeah. Sometimes he finds, and so. Last night, Robinson only got 16 minutes, and that'll happen to, like, I mean, all those type of players. Like, Tyler Hero gets some minutes sometimes, and Jones, and uh, Olenek, and and John, James Johnson, and it's just, it's just really all over the place. Um, Leonard starts, and he only got 14, but sometimes he gets, like, 28, and... Um, but the big takeaway I saw here is Jimmy getting to the free throw line and hitting 16 out of 18. Um, I'm also playing against him. And um, so I'm pretty much going to lose free throws because he also has James Harden and Damian Lillard. So there's just no way I'm ever going to get that, that category with those guys going, going at
0: it. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, nothing huge going on for Washington other than Jan Mahini's been playing 35 minutes at center. So that's a decent guy to keep your eye on. He might be a good pickup. Is he just playing those big minutes because Thomas Bryant's just not ready? Davis Bertans is playing a different position and Mo Wagner's nowhere to be found? Um, Yeah, so Mo Wagner's actually ramped up and is ready to play
1: here in the near future. Um, They actually played back-to-back, so they played today. It was the first game at 4 o'clock. And... Pacific time. Um, and he actually played next to Thomas Bryant today. So they started both Thomas and Mahimi. He didn't have the greatest game today, but it was a guy I was keeping my eye on because if it's something that they were going to keep in the future, Mahimi only needs 25 minutes to get two to three blocks a game. Um, He's obviously not going to hurt you from the field, and uh, in this game yesterday, he had, uh, let's see, I think he double-doubled with 10 rebounds, 2 blocks of steal, and 10 points. So if he were to get you somewhere around that, that's why it was interesting to me that he started next to Thomas Bryant today.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah, we'll see what goes on with the Wizards lineup, but they seem to always be messing around with it. Uh, the Lakers played the Knicks and got an easy dub. Actually, it was pretty close most of the game, um, but shout-out to uh, Kyle Kuzma for being a scrub. Yeah, he. I don't know. They,
1: the Lakers also played. Did they play today?
0: Uh, yeah, they did play tonight, didn't they? Yeah, I thought uh, be- yeah, they did. Played, yeah, they played the Nets tonight. So, yeah, actually, Kyle Kuzma's not playing too bad off the bench, but we need to trade him.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he had, what, he had 10 points, 7 rebounds, um, and
0: no threes. But, yeah,
1: that's not terrible. Um, yeah, but Anthony Davis, 13 for 13 from the free throw line, that's, I mean, the guy, what can't he do? What can't he do?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, JaVale McGee sat tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is a and Dwight. or something. Yeah, Dwight went in the starting lineup at 14 and 12. So that was a nice stat line. Danny Green was super productive in 19 minutes. And the game yesterday, Danny Green uh, was 19 minutes and did nothing. So, God, Danny Green roller coaster, man.
1: Yeah, like we've said before in the past, some of these guys you just don't want to own other than Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Given Dwight and mcgee have been playing well but i think that has more to do with davis being out than than anything so
0: Mm -hmm. yep going down next game timberwolves uh played the bulls they lost 110 to 117 cat dropped 40 and we'll see what happens later in the season but timberwolves look like they're going into tank mode in my opinion and then on the other hand you got zach levine putting up first round value 25 points last night and he seems to be doing that every single night
1: yeah, it's, it's really good to see. I've always been a Zach Levine fan. And it's, I mean, to me, it's just those athletic guys I always get super excited about. But it's good to see him finally putting, putting everything together. And I think he could be a really, really good player. Uh, I, I would almost want to see him get out of uh, Chicago. They don't seem to, to me, I, I just don't know what that GM staff is doing. I, I, I just don't want to see him ruin his career The bowls have not been relevant in gotta be over a decade or something close to that and it's, so it's been a, have, quite a while yeah And so i have a guy that i really really like there I, I just would prefer him to to move on um to go into here's a question for you wiggins uh, triple doubled for i think the first time in his career what two three games ago or last week and today or in yesterday's game I think he led the team in assists. So, yeah, he had nine uh, yesterday's game. And so it's nice to see that he's actually becoming, you know, that the ball's running through him
0: yeah we talked about a little bit earlier um Shabazz Napier is their starting point guard going forward and he's been he was really efficient last night 16 7-5 two steals uh Robert Covington's on trade block so he might get traded at some point this year but it seems like Andrew Wiggins goes through these phases where he's gonna be kind of tanking your field goal and free throw and turnovers and then next night he puts up a nice stat line and is efficient, so but he went one for six from the free throw line dude, so those type of things just drive me absolutely bonkers yeah and and then the five turnovers, so yeah, I mean it's yeah, I
1: think it's a guy that you when we mentioned in the pod before is if he as soon as he gets hot and you can get anything for him, I think it's time to move on, you know,
0: mm-hmm. time to ship him, time to get him out of Billy Bean town, meha. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh let's finish up here. So we got Rockets one hundred twenty one to one hundred five over the Nuggets. Uh Ben McElmore and Downey House, uh nowhere to be found for those Buttercats. And in Denver, Joker's gonna have to put the whole world on his back.
1: Yeah, he triple doubled in this game, which is you know no surprise. Uh what is a surprise though is that Jeremy Grant got three steals and two blocks, seventeen points. Damn. Team two threes and as of this morning he was under 30% owned so to me it's a run and go grab considering what we've heard out of camp for Paul Millsap so
0: god Jeremy Grant dude I like him too I actually owned him before you and the only reason I think I dropped him is because I needed to make a move to win a category for the week on Saturday night and I dropped Jeremy Grant and I did it knowing that Paul Millsap was out but I thought Paul Millsap was going to come back quick. So good for you getting Grant off the wire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, 35 minutes, that's a lot considering how deep they are. So um, it's, yeah, I think a good pickup for anyone, anyone that can get them. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next game, uh, Pacers won 112 to 87. And man, dude, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon went down with an eye injury. That guy seems like he's been in and out of lineups lately. We talked about Jeremy Lamb laying uh, a shitter. And then Sabonis and Warren having big games. Yeah, Sabonis seems to just do
1: this every single night. Um, Warren is actually he he'll, he'll only have like one bad game in like it seems like every eight games. So he's actually fairly consistent. Now that might change when Victor comes back. But as of right now, I mean, Victor's not playing back to backs probably, and is going to be on a limits restriction. So. Um, TJ Warren seems to be, at least for the time being, pretty safe. Um, Did you see that TJ McConnell got a double-double with the assists?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. 10 points, 4 rebounds, 11 assists, 3 steals. Dude, it's pretty nice. Yeah, so uh, if you're listening to this podcast
1: today, right, um, or technically it'll be Friday more than likely, um, and you're going into – and and you're thinking – about winning a category or winning assist, if they happen to play on Sunday, you kind of have to go grab um, TJ McConnell because I think more than likely... I think actually Brogdon has already been ruled out for tomorrow. Yes, he has. So More than than likely... Yeah, so he got ruled out 24 hours ahead. TJ McConnell has... uh, been getting assist even with him there so if you're if you're hurting for assist i think i'd go grab him i am i'm trying to win assist i except for i grabbed alfred payton
0: Mm -hmm. cool yeah that's that's good knowledge right there uh last two games so we wrap this thing up spurs pelicans we we chatted about that a little bit and then you got the jazz and the warriors so do you have any big takeaways for those two games uh not really
1: the Zion took a, the whole spotlight away from LaMarcus Aldridge because he had a killer game 32 points 14 rebounds two blocks one steal um and DeRozan also put, had a decent game uh what about you any any takeaways from that game
0: yeah, I mean, we've talked about it earlier in the podcast a little bit, but Derek White has had a couple of good games in a row, and you know that I'm a big Derek White fan, and I'm just frustrated with what Pop's been doing. I think that Derek White should be starting at the shooting guard position, and they should be playing Derek White and DeJounte Murray 30 minutes a night each. I'm dead serious. I think they should do that, and I think they'd be better off if they did that. But what do I know, right? Yeah. You know, well, here's something I want to bring up on New Orleans that I did not see.
1: Lonzo Ball shot four for eight from the field, hit three threes, had 12 assists, eight rebounds, three steals, and 14 points. That is a massive line.
0: Dude, he's doing that like every night now.
1: That's a massive line. I had yeah, not seen bro. that until right now.
0: He, the game before that, he had 18, 10, and 11 triple-double.
1: Yeah, dude, he
0: he's pulling it together. Jeez. And he was available in our league. Oh, God, I'm so mad. I cannot believe Lonzo's doing that shout-out P1 swooped him, man. Oh, yeah. my God. And Lonzo's his boy, too. He's probably going to yeah. go after LaMelo yeah, Ball man. next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next
1: game, uh, last game, uh, you want to hit it real quick?
0: Yeah, Jazz played the Warriors and demolished them. The Warriors have a terrible lineup. Draymond Green should be dropped in <laughs> I'm just joking. You might want to hang on to Draymond, but I dropped him.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a Willie Colley Stein start that like this is all just a mess, man. Willie Colley, yeah, Stein dude, started, it's a mess. He went 0 for 5, uh, so he didn't he, he hit two free throws, so those are only two buckets he hit, so he had two points, one block, two assists, garbage. Lee had a bad <laughs> game, <laughs> Lee had a bad game, um. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is uh, Omari. That's Reeves, boy. (laughs) Damian Lee. Oh, my God. Hang on to him, though, right? We could turn it around, dude. He's had three bad games in a row. Yeah, he had five turnovers uh, last night. Um, Yeah, uh, Eric...
1: Played a decent game. So did Omari Spellman. Yeah, that's it's all of this is a wash,
0: at least on that I side. I don't want anybody in Golden State. I'm gonna it's, just say that right now. That's why I dropped Jamal McCree. I just don't want anyone in there. No one, stay away. Don't have anyone on that team. It's so hard to tell who's gonna play well.
1: Um, there's so many guys there. Yeah, there's actually not much, um, not much on the Jazz either. So, no. um, what are we? What are we at? Now we're um, just over. Hour three.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no takeaways. We talked about Bogon Bogdanovich being Diesel's guy who's had a good year, but that's all I had to add on the jazz side. So yeah. cool, man. Let's wrap this thing up. It is my bedtime, man. I have to be up in like five hours. So um, dedication to keeping our podcast alive. Yeah, I mean, we want to put up the best quality product, and what we did this morning wasn't. And So here we yeah. are going into the late night. Shoot, man. All right. Well, a lot of hoops happening tomorrow on Friday. So, everyone enjoy some hoops. And we're going to be back at it next Thursday with more uh, waiver wire ads and new NBA news. So, thanks, everyone, for sticking with us. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Later. Pippin, have a good night, big guy. All right. You too, man.